0: Hello, Frenzies, and welcome back to episode 10 of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher. I'm your host, Jessica Martin, and today's episode is going to be part two of a three-part series on money. Recently, I polled my Instagram audience about things that were distressing them or upsetting them in their day-to-day life, and I would say that nearly 70% of people replied about something having to do with money or debt or bills or a lack of money or finances, and so I thought this would be a really good topic to cover in a in a three-part series so you can kind of pick and choose wherever you're having problems with. Now, part 1 of the three-part episodes that I did yesterday talked all about basically your money mindset. You know, what's your money story? What what are your thoughts about money? Where did it all go wrong? <laughs> And I told my very personal money story. Today, we're going to talk about investments and really changing your spending habits to start saving money and investing your money so you can actually start to build some wealth. I think it's a really important episode to listen to. So let's get on with it. Are you feeling a little burnt out and exhausted this school year? Healthy Teacher Happy Teacher podcast is here to get you through the hard weeks we will be tackling tough topics while addressing self-care tips and tricks to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Jessica Martin, a coffee drinking teacher and tech coach working on my own health journey as I pursue happiness in my teacher life. I am so happy you're here with me today and I can't wait to share all the things with you. Let's get on with the show. Before we start, I just wanted to say thank you for letting me be a part of your day and for coming on over to hang out with me today. I do appreciate you. And I hope you get something out of this show. If you do, please consider leaving me a review on iTunes. It's pretty much the nicest thing you could do for any podcaster. And I would also love to see you and where you're listening from. So you can always take a screenshot or post an Insta story or an Instagram post and tag me. I am at the underscore whimsical underscore teacher and I should pop right up. I would just love to connect more with you, and yeah, let's get on with this amazing show. Welcome back, frenzies, to episode 10 of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher. I am your host, Jessica Martin. I go by the Whimsical Teacher online, and this is episode 10, but it is part two of a three-part series on money. I recently pulled my Instagram audience and a lot of people are having a lot of struggles with money. So I just thought it would be kind of interesting to do a little show about it with my perspective. I mentioned in the last show that I do have my bachelor's degree in finance and I specialize in financial planning, but I soon learned that it was a lot of sales involved. And at that time in my life as a 21 year old, I was not prepared for the pressure and the kind of environment of a, of a sales kind of career. So I, I got into social services after that. But my heart is still in money and investment. And I'm, I'm always interested in business. And it's just one of my side passions, I think I kind of have an entrepreneurial spirit and I just like learning about how money works. And so I'm hoping to share some of what I've learned with you today. Today's episode, part two is all about investing and how do you start investing? What are some good products to look at? What can you do to really change your life and start growing your money instead of just spending it all the time? So, first of all, I would like to recommend that you run don't don't walk and go and buy this book. It is amazing. I tell everybody about it. It is called The Millionaire Teacher: The 9 Rules of Wealth That You Should Have Learned in School by Andrew Hallam. I went to a teachers pay teachers conference a couple years ago and Andrew was a speaker at the conference and everything that he said just made so much sense and it's really about you know, the basic rules of investing. If you want to be a millionaire someday and really anybody can do it, the rules work for everybody. He has a lot of great tips in the book. Uh, one thing I liked about hearing him present as he talked a lot about how he used to be a writer for these financial publications and they actually fired him because he was giving people good advice about what to invest in instead of, you know, the products that they wanted him to promote. I mean, he was just giving too good of advice. And the truth is, when you're talking about financial products, there are people that are making tons of money off of you when they sell you those products. And this book is all about learning the system. So you're not, you know, you're not spending money on paying people commission to sell you things. You're not you know, just giving your money um, to a bunch of wealthy business people that are just profiting off of you, that you're actually putting your money into different accounts and systems that are going to grow your money and really give you the maximum return for it. And that's what you want. And he talks a lot about index funds, the certain index funds to invest in. Okay, I probably got a little ahead of myself. Maybe some of you listening are like, I don't even know what an an index fund is. What is she talking about? But I can't recommend this book enough to just learn about how a teacher became a millionaire on a teacher's salary I think it's really important book to read if you just if you don't really know much about investing, you don't even know where to start, you don't know how to do it or where to go or what to do. It is a great first book to just see that it is possible. It is possible to grow your wealth as a teacher or a public servant he shows you the steps. So I think it's really amazing. I will link it in the show notes so you can find it easier. And I was really impressed with him as a public speaker. So if you ever hear that he's speaking somewhere, I definitely recommend going and checking it out. Okay, next topic. So after you've bought that book, and you've read it, and you kind of understand, okay, I'm a teacher, and this is possible. I can save a million (laughs) dollars well, you're not actually going to save a million dollars. You're going to grow your money into a million dollars. But now it's kind of, you're probably thinking, okay, how can I even do that though? You know, all of these books are going to be talking about starting to invest and having money and I don't have money. That's my biggest problem right now. There's a few different methodologies you can look at. I would say the most popular would be Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey's really popular in Christian communities if um, certain churches have adopted his kind of smart money tactics, because a really big part of his program is being able to actually give your money to charity eventually and he has these things called baby steps and you can google it they're all over the place Um, and let me just go through the baby steps with you into you know becoming financially free the first baby step is having an emergency fund of at least a thousand dollars so just figuring out ways to save a thousand dollars maybe we'll do a separate episode on just how can you save a thousand or make a thousand and just start that very first baby step because I think that's hard for a lot of people like how am I gonna do that when I'm living paycheck to paycheck there are things you can do and I actually think that you could do it in a month or two. But maybe we'll do that in another episode. We'll we'll see how much people like these episodes. And if they hate them, then maybe I'll just shut up about money for a while. (laughs) Okay, and then Dave Ramsey's second baby step is just to pay off your debt. And then the third baby step is to have a bigger emergency fund, like a three to six month fund. And that is a big idea in finance is that, You should compute... How much is your income for three to six months? If you were to lose your job tomorrow, how much money would you need to pay your bills for the next six months and live comfortably? The idea is that if you have this in an emergency savings, you know, then you'll never have to worry about getting sick or losing your job. And I know there's things out there like short-term disability and long-term disability, but you just never know what'll happen. You know, natural disasters, they just they just had a bunch of fires happen in California and a whole lot of people are scrambling. And sometimes disability insurance doesn't cover things like natural disaster. So that is something like that is number three on his list. And I I do agree with it. Um, and then the next one is really learning how to invest. And that's where that Andrew Hollum book can come in. Uh, to play. The one that I mentioned earlier in this episode, just learning, like, how do you invest your money? Like, what are the best things to invest it in? And then his next step is um, starting to save for your kid's college. If you have kids, paying off your house is the next step. And then finally being able to give your money away. So those are kind of his baby steps. And a lot of people do them. That's very popular plan for trying to gain financial freedom. Um, I've heard a lot of people using his the paying off debt debt's the um the the second step after you save that initial $1000. Most people use this method called the snowball method to pay off debt. A lot of my friends have used it, it works really good and it's where you list all of your bills, all of your debt that you owe from the greatest to the least amount. And then you just start tackling the lowest amount debts. Maybe you go on your credit report or maybe you already know, you know, these little bills that you owe and you really focus on, okay, I am going to get rid of these small bills first. And then it kind of snowballs to the point where you pay off all your tiny little bills every month and then you're just focusing on getting those big bills paid off. And it really does work for a lot of people. So you should definitely Google more about Paying off your debt using the snowball method, especially if you have a lot of little bills every month and you're just like, oh my gosh, I have so many little bills. And that's a lot of reasons why people can't save money is because they they're paying out a lot more than they should be in interest rates and tiny bills that they could be just really focusing on for one month to pay off. And then they won't have to worry about those monthly obligations anymore. All right. Let's move on. I hope you go look up Dave Ramsey. He has a really cool investment and retirement calculator too. I use it a lot when I'm thinking about our money and retirement and you just go in and kind of plug in the amount of money you have, the amount of money you think you might be able to save, you know, what kind of interest rate can you make back on it after you read that millionaire teacher book, you'll have a better idea on those kind of figures and it'll tell you exactly how much money you'll have. At a certain age. And it does really help for planning your retirement because you never really know. I mean, and a lot of us as teachers, we're going to get paid retirements through our district or our state, which is great. But, you know, what if you had a little extra? Like, what if you could plan out a little extra? Or for your spouse, what will your spouse have in X number of years? You know, what can you really look forward to having when you're a little bit older? Hopefully your debt's going to be paid off and you need a lot less to live on by then, but you really never know. You might have some big plans for your life. All right. I'm going to link all of this stuff in the show notes. So, you know, don't feel like you need a pen and paper. You can just go to the show notes and find all the links and let's move on. Okay. So we went over our millionaire teacher book that you're going to run to go buy. (laughs) We talked we touched on Dave Ramsey and some of his ideas about investing. They're very popular if you start looking up, you know, how to get rid of your debt and investing and stuff like that. It's a really good place to start looking. Um, Next, I thought we'd go over some of the basic products that your district probably offers you. Maybe some of them you buy at the beginning of the year, but I just thought we'd go over them and how they can help you save money and start to really grow wealth for yourself. Okay, let's look at life insurance. And I know I've mentioned before that I was a financial planning major and that once I got out into the real world, I realized that I didn't want to be a life insurance salesman. <laughs> so this feels kind of funny talking about it now, but there are two basic types of life insurance. One is term life insurance and one is whole life insurance. Now, a lot of times when you see advertisements on TV or you get a flyer in the mail, they're talking about term life insurance. And a lot of businesses and school districts even offer term life insurance on their employees. And it's usually a really small monthly fee. It might be, you know, 6 or $9 a month, and your family would get X amount of dollars if you die. Now, the thing to know about term life insurance is you're paying this tiny little amount every month. And That's it. Like, if if you die, your family does get the death benefit. But if since it's term, it's only good for so many years. It might only be good as long as you're an employee or a member of a certain organization. Uh, A lot of term life is only good for 30 years. And then after that, it's done. You're done. (laughs) Well, hopefully you're not done. But... (laughs) you just it just goes away there's nothing there's nothing there it's a, it's like a temporary life insurance policy now whole life on the other hand really is what it says it covers you for your whole life but most people use whole life as almost a savings account because whole life has a a cash value that you can cash out at certain points in the policy. It's almost like a nice little savings account for you. Whole life does cost more than term life because of this cash benefit. And, it tends to grow. You tend to have interest on it. So your your money is growing. I know a lot of people that I went to college with, they went to college because their parents got them whole life insurance policies when they were babies. And then they cashed them out when they were 18. So it's actually a really good way to save money because of this cash value. And I don't, I don't think most people realize that there's this giant cash value. You can also take loans out on your whole life insurance policies. They're overall pretty good products. You just, you don't really want to be overinsured or underinsured. So it's really something you have to look at. Do you maybe want to get one to save for college tuition for your kids? Maybe some people get them on their kids, um so their kids have a little nest egg so they can buy a house someday Um, get a vehicle someday, follow their dreams, stuff like that. They're so cheap to get the whole life insurance policies on babies. It's really inexpensive. And the money grows so fast by the time they're 18. Um, I've looked into different plans that seems to me like you can make a lot more money on a whole life insurance policy for a child than you would even a college savings plan. So it might be something you want to look into, especially if you're a parent. And if it's for you, I mean, like I said, it has a cash value and it's really not that much money to put away every month. Um, I think some, the average one that I've looked into is like $70 a month. So it's $35 every two weeks and you have a nice little nest egg for yourself and you can cash it out. I think when you like some, some have different terms, obviously the longer you let the money sit in them, Uh, the longer, uh, the more money you're going to have, but just something for you to think about. Okay. The next product I want to bring up is called the 403B. 403Bs are like 401Ks. So hopefully by now you've heard about people investing in 401Ks. If you work in a private sector, like my husband's a gold miner and he works for a company and his company offers him a retirement plan called a 401k and how 401ks work are that you donate money into them and then usually your company matches the amount that you donate. Like like say at my husband's company, I don't know the exact percentage, but if he donates 9% of his income... Uh, then his company will match 9%, and that's how he's able to grow his retirement even faster. We don't really have the matching benefit usually as teachers. Now, I have talked to people in some states where their states are not offering them a retirement benefits. Like in my state, I will retire if I make it 30 years as a teacher, then I will get 70% of my highest income, uh, until for forever, I believe. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I guess I should really look into that at this point. But you get like a pension, right? You get like this monthly income. Um, for the 401ks, though, uh, it really, you just, you're left with, um you're left with an amount of money when you retire, and then you have to budget that out. So I've talked to some people in some states where they don't have a pension through their state, but their district offers matching 403. 403B, which is the public sector equivalent. Like if you're a public service employee then you can, you can donate money into the 403B and it's made specially for us. So uh, my district does not contribute any money to my 403B, but I still have one because I can donate money before taxes to it and then it ends up lowering my taxes every year because on paper, I don't make as much as I do because I'm putting my money into that pre-tax investment account of the 403b and I'm still gaining interest. So it's a really, it's a really cool thing to look into. I'd recommend like if you're switching jobs, just sign up for their 403b you can only you can only do it in the beginning of the year usually and even if you can only afford 200 a month it seems like a lot right now you're probably thinking 200 a month that's a that's a lot of money i don't have that right now whimsical teacher but you really don't notice it at all and it's bringing down your income i think you can donate up to like 1700 a month and i do have friends that are teachers pay teachers sellers that they offset their teachers pay teachers income by donating or not donating, but contributing their money to a 403B because it looks like then they have a lot less income on paper for those end of the year taxes. Something something to look into. I would at least ask your district office about it. I'm so surprised how many teachers don't even know that they can contribute to a 403B. Every district should be offering you a way to contribute. Um, It's just something that is one of those little secrets that you might not know about when you become a teacher that you're going to be able to put your money into 403B because you are a public school teacher. All right. I hope that helps somebody out there and I hope that you'll look into those. And then the last, I I did say I was going to mention four products. So we have the whole life insurance, the term life insurance, the 403B and then long-term and short-term disability, they're so inexpensive and you never know what's going to happen. So I do recommend having something to cover yourself in case you get into a car accident and you're out of work for a while. Um, those, those kind of products can really help you out and they're pretty inexpensive. But again, with short-term and long-term disability, it's not like a savings account. You're not growing wealth, but why not just have it there just to protect yourself? Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's move on to some final thoughts. Final thoughts for this part two of my three-part money series. It's so hard to get out of the mindset of this kind of instant gratification that shopping gives you, right? Like when you go shopping. Today, as I'm recording this, it is Black Friday. And everybody is talking about what they're buying. And it's so hard to get out of that mindset of like, I just, I want it right now. I want everything right now. But once you start to see your money grow, there is just nothing more gratifying than having delayed your gratification and that's what a lot of these books and programs are going to talk to you about is just you know that that starbucks cup of coffee i know that a lot of people are so addicted to it but i mean it's coffee is seriously one of the biggest markups in life i used to own a coffee shop so i know i own my own little espresso stand and it's like a 90 percent markup on that stuff you can have a cup of coffee at home. You can find some really good beans for a quarter a cup. You do not need to pay 5 or $6 for a venti. And it sounds ridiculous, but just think that... That five or six dollars you're spending a day, that's your, that's all your kids' whole life insurance policies to get them into college. I mean, there's so many things you can do with your money to make it grow, but you have to get over this mindset hurdle of, of always wanting instant gratification through shopping and purchases. And that, I probably need to research different methods for different people. Like what will work for you? Um, one, you know, one thing that I've gotten into is just like, instead of going out to eat and getting that instant gratification from food, just being shoved in my face is kind of trying to teach myself the art of cooking. I'm doing these HelloFresh boxes and really I've been saving a lot of money just doing the HelloFresh boxes, even though it's, it's probably about, you know, 18 $19 a meal. I mean, before we were eating out several times a day and now I'm really honed in on just cooking at home. And I see the benefits now of using fresh ingredients and losing weight and cooking at home is just, it's, You got to find a way to make it fun. I mean, just like with anything, even like the coffee, a lot of people go for the social aspect of going to Starbucks, you know, like it feels good to wait in line and develop a relationship with a barista and, oh, they know your order and you're saving these star points, but find a way to make having coffee at home fun. At my house, we set up a coffee bar and we have all of our little cups and we decorated it. And it's just really, really fun to go up to our coffee bar and get our cup of coffee that only costs us a quarter or at most 40 cents. And I mean, that's just one way that you could save money. So you're starting to really grow your wealth. And it's just, it is a, it is a huge mindset change going from, you know, being really broke, living paycheck to paycheck to like, oh my gosh, I was able to save a thousand dollars. Oh my gosh, I just paid off three bills. Ooh, I now have a thousand dollars to invest into something. What am I going to invest it into? It is a really different mindset, but like once you have your wealth built, I mean, you can enjoy so many more things like being able to be free financially is a lot more gratifying than going and sitting in line in a Starbucks. I think when you get to that point where you're like, Oh my gosh, like having this nest egg, uh, knowing that you can always fall back on this money, it feels so much better than going to Coles and buying a bunch of stuff that you really don't need. And I know that stings to think about but I, I do, it does kind of drive me crazy, especially being on social media. People are so obsessed with shopping because it just gives them such a high. I'm sure there's even studies done about just spending your money, but I mean... I think that you could be spending your money on yourself. I mean, investing in these investment accounts, it's the same as buying a really cool new coat because you're, you know, your coat isn't going to grow money off of the arm someday, but these investment accounts will. I mean, imagine every purchase you made like that's the cup of Starbucks coffee and you look in the cup and you just see it's just full of cash. I mean, you can do that for yourself. Like you can seriously grow your own money tree. You just have to put off the shopping and, you know, learn, learn how to make yourself a budget, start following some of the big gurus, learn about how your money can grow instead of evaporate. And yeah I mean it's it's just hard doing those first steps and maybe future episodes will be about taking more of the first steps but I want to just kind of lay it out there like everything out there right now that I think are the best um, ideas for you to sort of start learning this and I think first you have to learn about it before you really convince yourself right you have to be convinced that this is possible other teachers are doing it you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck you can have wealth You can feel rich. You can be a millionaire. These things are all totally possible. It's not like some magical woo-woo stuff. It is common sense knowledge. It's in books and you can do it. So, With that, I hope you enjoyed this episode and my next episode is going to be really about ways that you can make yourself extra money if you're just like, listen, I really am living paycheck to paycheck. My bills are eating me alive. I think the only choice for you then is to learn ways to make extra money online Or, you know, in, in the real world, just figuring out ways you can add to your teaching income so you can start doing these things and implementing these things and you can live a life of prosperity and happiness because I honestly believe that you deserve that. And I think a lot of people have a hard time saying that they deserve, they deserve wealth. They deserve being debt free. They deserve having money and And growing their money. I think a lot of people, they feel kind of shame when it comes to it. And that's why I did my last episode about changing your mindset. Anywho, hopefully after you listen to all the episodes, things will start to cha-ching for you and make more sense and you'll feel happier with money because it depresses me seeing that You know, 70% of people answering my polls are really stressed over money. I know this time of year too, it's the holidays. It can be just a huge burden having to come up with money for presents and stuff like that. Anyways, let's hope that a year from now, you're not feeling the same way you do. And maybe some of these resources will help you out. Until next time, frenzies, I love all of you. And don't forget that the most important person in your life is you. Put yourself first this week. That is your goal. Bye, everyone. You've just finished listening to healthy teacher, happy, (laughs) happy Jessica. What? (laughs) Oh, no, I don't know how to stop.